Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is back in session as usual. I am your host, Jack, and I got my co-host, JC. What up, what up? And we got Charles, our... Niners resident expert <laughs> before formerly Warriors resident expert still our Warriors resident expert but what up Charles hey guys how you doing man good good how are you JC I'm all right man just you know just adulting uh well, this past weekend it's crack it locking what kind of adulting <laughs> were you doing adulting is uh in my <laughs> in my case is uh being uh being daddy duty or being on daddy duty you know what I mean as mm-hmm. as well chronicled in our pod, I got two little boys <laughs> that are literally just bouncing off the walls uh, every weekend. You know what I mean? They can't just stay inside. So a little bit of sunshine means these boys are going out in the park with masks, of course, mm-hmm. trying to be safe and just trying to get their energy out, man. Just because if they're not, you know, I wouldn't be recording this pod right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about you, Charles? How was your weekend, buddy? Yes, uh, to go along with the adult theme here, uh, I don't have kids, but uh, I was doing my taxes, so just trying to get that out of the way, um, but uh, on top of that, I guess more priority for me was actually uh, watching the draft, and that, that just got me so pumped for um, for this weekend, and just watching, uh, not watching, but just paying attention to the first round, of course, and then uh, I was paying attention to the second and third rounds, too, so just excited about the team, and just looking forward to uh, talking about this more a little bit later, but yeah, that was the weekend, man. It's freaking wild that the NFL draft is like freaking like three days long. Man. Seriously, it's, it's crazy. It's like imagine just like how many players funnel through the league on a yearly basis. Crazy. It is insane. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think that's that's why so many kids probably do want to go into football because there's a better chance or a better percentage of them uh, landing the spot in the NFL versus. Some of the other sports that are out there where there's there's just less options. And, and you know what I was saying is like the second and third rounds, like that's what makes teams actually. Mm-hmm. Just because like that's where you can find like, you know, cheap gems, like players mm-hmm. like George Kittle. I think George Kittle was like in the fifth round, bro. Mm-hmm. So just imagine the type that's of right. value that you can get if you can get a lower like a lower round pick that can produce like a freaking lottery pick. That's like that's what propels teams to, to really win. Absolutely, that's gold. That's the coolest part of the NFL. It's just the sheer volume. And yeah, you can, you can, you just don't know how it's going to turn out, to be honest. Like, there's so many like hidden gems. It's kind of like in the NBA, you know, you get a second rounder that pans out. That's, I mean, you you, you find them, but in the NFL, that's like everywhere, dude. Like, even undrafted, (laughs) you can find a gem, dude. Uh, How was your weekend, bro, Jack? Oh, it's kind of rough, man. But uh, I went, I mean, I guess I was adulting. I went to um, a family member's wedding. And don't worry, we were all vaccinated and we took precautions, took rapid testing before we we uh, partake, partook in the festivities. But nice. yeah, man, um, it was rough because, as you know, during COVID, I have not been going out. I have not really been partying or hanging out with people. So it was all at once, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not doing any of that for the last year or so. And then all of a sudden seeing a bunch of people, family obviously, and drinking, woo, takes a toll on your, on your body at, when you're uh, past the later half of your 30s. Ooh. But, but, so what, uh, what was on the menu for you, man? 
Hey man, I I always I, I man being at an Asian wedding, there's just a lot of Jameson. So just doing a lot of Jameson soda and and shots of random things, man. People just come <laughs> up to you and they're like, "Hey, you want to take a shot?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> Bro, the the older you get, the more you need to adhere to the rules of drinking, man. It's oh, like man, same color, mix. like you yeah. can't mix light with 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 dark. No beer with hard. I don't even know all the rules here, Charles, but I, you know what I mean? There's like all of these rules. <laughs> I have broken those rules. That's what I know yes, about those rules. But you know for what I mean? sure. it's like it, if you really want to be able to be better the next day, you really got to stick stick to a plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should have talked to you before I went to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I needed need you to hand me that like rule list. <laughs> oh, man, Jack, I, I, I've done I've done both where I've, I've gone in responsible and I've gone in not so responsible. <laughs> oh man. I think, I think Charles, I told you once that one of my strategies was to drink like gummy vitamins before yes. going to a drink. Yes. Uh, and I guess the, the, the thinking was like, there were certain like proteins or whatever that would come. It's like, it's like a COVID vaccine for like a hangover. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the way I would kind of think about it. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember if it if it worked <laughs> coming into like one of the birthdays or whatever but i remember like pound it might not it, i saved the judgment but i i straight up like pounded like 12 gummy vitamins before <laughs> knowing that it would be a rough night but i don't know man i think it kind of worked i wasn't that bad i guess it's like an urban <laughs> urban myth right there dude got me, just pound like 12 gummies wait you haven't heard <laughs> of that no, I dude, know. I haven't heard of that. Wow, Charles, any strategies yeah. for yeah, no, free no, I mean, yeah, no, I, I've heard of, of pounding vitamins before oh, because yeah. you lose so much nutrients from, mm. you know, from from the drinking. So you got you want you hope to not lose so much. It's kind of like if you you guys probably haven't had surgery, but but I did. I had, I had ACL tears on both knees, and it's one where you you work your muscle out first before you uh, go through your surgery because you, you're going to atrophy, you're going to lose it because you're not using it, right? So it's the same thing there where you, you know you're going to lose some nutrients. So nutrient up with your vitamins first and then lose it. And then hopefully you don't lose as much because you did take the vitamins beforehand. Oh, wow. That's, okay. That's a pro tip right there. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, Before I drink, pro... I'm going to head to Costco. Give me one of those like, <laughs> giant gummy bite yeah. bottles. It's 300 packs. I should have told you that I should have told you because you would have been golden for this pod, man. If you I did know. That. And that's... That's pregame, man. See, it's like, know. you know, when you hoop, right? Like, yeah, you got to stretch. You got to stretch, right? You got you to have that hypervolt. You got to have that foam roller. You got to do all that work. Because when you go hard, when you go to that session, after the fact, that's when you pay. So it's a, it's, it's a double, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole process, bro. Yeah, sure. I know. And I, and I realized that your age is when you start to prepare more and more because you know in our early 20s we're probably going to vegas and just not prepared at all you just go in and you oh, get yeah. really messed up but then as you get older you start adding on to that list of things and you got water next time and then you got you got gatorade for electrolytes and then you got vitamins now yeah. <laughs> and then next thing you know like dude your whole car is loaded with all this shit before you go to vegas man yeah dude uh, yeah for sure for me no, a what vegas about the after what yeah about the, the after, after the after the after what do you do jack Dude, honestly, I just drink a lot of water, you know, like I can't go yeah. wrong with drinking a lot of water, man. And yeah. honestly, like once you drink, once I get fluid in my system, I'm good. You know, I'm still, still got a, you know, healthy body. So <laughs> nice, I, like to think, man. I like to think, you know, I do, I do take some vitamin C, <laughs> 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 like, some emergency, some emergency, you know. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. 
See, I don't have a healthy body, so I got to stock up more <laughs> than just Gatorade, dude. Gatorade <laughs> is for, like, that's, like, entry level. I got to get my Pedialyte. I buy, Whoa. like, some powder that I mix with my Pedialyte, you know. I got, like, <laughs> I got all kinds of stuff. Oh I am sounding like a freaking alcoholic. Today, right? <laughs> just like... The funny thing is, JC does that all before recording a podcast. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's true, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It, my, my go-tos are typically pho. Oh, or, 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 some, yeah. or some sort of soup-based something to, oh. to help me out. So it's not, usually food first. Mm-hmm. And then if all else fails after that, then it's a, it's a ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know what pho is? Yeah, you know what? That's you hit it spot on, man. Bowl of pho after a night out, or even the night of, at mm-hmm. the end of the night. Ooh. Oh yes, Ooh. that's Absolutely. money spot, man. Like if there's a twenty-four hour oh. spot right oh. after you, like at yes. three a.m., four a.m. After you, you hit it hard. You go to that pho spot. Best pho of your it's, life. It's man. literally like an For oasis sure. in a desert, man. When you need water, <laughs> oh, <dude>. yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Put that sriracha and that hoisin sauce. Oh, oh. oh man, uh, it's heaven. It's Woo. been. A, it, it's funny because we're reminiscing, and it's. It sounds like it's been a while since you guys have partook in any yeah. festivities. Obviously, for good reason. But hopefully, in time, that you guys can, you know, find find a gathering to, you know, let out some of that pent up energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Soon Absolutely. enough. Soon enough. Mm-hmm. It's a but you know, trust. but you know what? Like I realized <laughs> while watching the the draft is like, first of all, there were people there. I mean, you know, the draft yeah. was. I mean, people were wearing masks, but you can tell people are partying. Is okay. I mean, we're in the phase where people are really starting to enjoy their life, and the draft was the example of that. I mean, the last couple. Wait, was it last year? Obviously, last year, like they were, it was virtual. So yep. this year was not vir- virtual. So that was kind of interesting to see. Started to bring some normalcy back. Um, at least from a viewership point of view, you know, how'd you guys think of that? Like just seeing how it was shot and yeah, Charles, um, for, for, well, you know, the first thing I noticed was, uh, Roger Goodell, you know, getting up there on stage, uh, getting on, getting up on a stage, not sitting in his, in his office. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the, the other thing too, is throughout the draft, I noticed that he, he stayed pretty sober. Whereas when he was sitting in his in his desk, man, he was starting to slur at the end of it. So I, I, I find that pretty amusing. I did notice that. Jeez. Yeah, man. It was you know it's just kind of weird because like the NFL draft is such a big production. It's probably the biggest draft production out of the pro- all the professional leagues. You know what I mean? Like the anticipation and like the way that they party definitely reflects that, dude. I think like people are like literally trying to just kind of rebound from last year because yeah. last year was so 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 underwhelming everybody's mm-hmm. on their screens or whatnot and you know i guess <laughs> goodell last year was uh, <laughs> taking a lot of swigs midway with, with with that but uh yeah it's it's, it's a it was an interesting production like it was so weird like they were just they're trying to i don't know sometimes they were, i thought that they were trying to be too cute because they mm-hmm. had like a fan and like a a couch in the middle yeah. of the the th- like right. i guess goodell was <laughs> sitting there when he did the draft last year and like i don't get the connection with mm. having the fans sit there there were so many weird interactions with goodell and the fans like there some mm-hmm. fans were really into it but some fans were like taking videos of what was happening like they weren't on camera it's just like it was so freaking awkward dude and like goodell isn't really like the most 
at least regal or just like you know what i mean uh of commissioners out there he's no david stern where he comes in with just like this like pizzazz right mm-hmm. goodell like hella people hate goodell you know yeah. what I mean? mm-hmm. so it's just like it's just kind of weird to see that but i wasn't there for the goodell show i was there for the actual players because mm. you know there was a there's a lot of hype coming in man oh absolutely yeah let's get into it actually this episode will be interesting because you guys will i'll be learning from you guys you guys will be schooling me a little bit about the draft i mean i did watch some of it but since i've been busy preparing for a family wedding family member's wedding i was quite busy but anyways let's get into it so let's talk about the first round Uh, obviously you guys are both niner fans and you know there was a lot of just buzz going into this draft as to what quarterback the Niners are going to select. And let's just talk about the trade first. The Niners obviously traded up. So, Charles, do you want to talk a little bit about the trade and what your expectations were before they made the, the Niners made the pick? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, um, I, man, I, I was I was totally caught off guard. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. I was ready for us to choose at, um, at number 12. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of kind of staking out seeing what the mock drafts were saying and, and, and what we were looking at initially it was like cornerbacks or, or wide receivers I think at that point or I think it was mainly cornerbacks mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like I, I hear that there's been a trade and like what's going on and it's like the the Niners have traded for the number three uh with uh three first round picks yeah. uh, which included this this year's pick and then um I think it was a, was it a third round then a third round of pick I think right yeah 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 and I'm like they all gave right, a man they gave a I, I, I was excited though. I was excited because I thought we were aggressive, and, mm. and, and I like I like that. I'm like because we don't we haven't done anything like that. We usually we trade back mm-hmm. um, and get more draft capital, but this time it's like we gave up a ransom for this number three pick. So I was I was pretty excited to see us move forward. I, I was actually kind of shocked when I heard the news because I was expecting, given the haul, that we would get like a number one pick because mm. mm. the amount that they sent out like. I mean, that's like RG3. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. remember who else sent a package like that to, to get up in the draft. And, you know, coming into this draft, it almost was like a, a one or two player draft uh, coming in, in terms of just like impact QBs. So mm-hmm. I was just like, man, for number three? Mm-hmm. Like, I know some of our friends were not happy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, our, we all know Steve, who is one of our, our really good friends, diehard Niner fan. I'll try mm. to get him on the pod, but <laughs> he's busy. I don't know. Maybe he's still crunching the draft numbers. <laughs> yeah, he's, know, he's, like the, he's the Indian Mel Kuyper Jr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Right? Um, but like, he's writing he his article happy. still, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. He was like, dude, you get way too much. Like, this dude is already crunching salary cap and like, you know, thinking like five years down the line in terms of like what's going to happen. Mm. So coming into the draft, there was kind of like, you know, what what were they up to? Like, what are they thinking? You know, Trevor Lawrence is the big get. And then there's like, you know, Zach Wilson is the number two. But it's just like, who else could be there? Like at number three. Another thing I just want to add before we move on is the fact that the defensive coordinator last year, Robert Sala, is now the head coach of the New York Jets that was picking at number two. Ooh. So there are sort of like connections with the teams ahead of us. That, and, you know, one would expect that they could get some sort of intel in terms of what direction they would go. So, you know, it was it was a fascinating trade in that respect where there's so many connections and you don't know what's going to happen. For sure. Yeah, so go, no, no, yeah. yeah, just to add, sorry, one more thing, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think when they made the pick, it was after... 
Trey Lance had, had gone for his pro day, mm. and it was the day of uh, Wilson's Wilson's pro day, I think, mm. if, I, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what made it kind of interesting, too. It's like, ooh, what, what's going on here? Like, are you, do you guys think you know who, who you're going to pick because you made this draft pick after Trey Lance's pro day and on, on mm. uh, Wilson's pro day? I don't know. Well, actually, it, 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 it's actually a good segue into, like, you know, why... Uh, you know, who are the prospects basically yeah. right, in this draft? Yeah. Right. If you, obviously, if you move up, there's sort of a goal to try to get you know to get someone key, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, what's the point if you're not trying to trying to get like a freaking you know Pat Mahomes or actually Mahomes even wasn't even that high, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like a, a, mm-hmm. a, you know a game changer basically. But just to give give a little bit of background. The big get this year is Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Like Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. I don't even know if he won the Heisman, but like he's been like on top of the draft board for like mm-hmm. the past. Like this dude is like Zion yeah. and freaking John Morant in one, <laughs> basically yeah. like in one player. Highly touted, super skilled, uh, good decision. Is he? I, I, the way that people were talking about him, they were talking about him like he's like the second coming of Peyton Manning. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know so. <laughs> you trade up that much, you'd, you'd be thinking that they were going for some someone like Trevor Lawrence, but that wasn't the case. Mm. But, like, Charles mentioned a couple of other key players. Like, who else was in play, Charles? You mentioned Wilson. You mentioned Lance. Lance. Uh, uh, Mac Jones. Mm. McCorkle. McCorkle Jones. <laughs> he, he was one. Uh, he was the big one, actually. That's what I, that's where all the draft experts were predicting the winners are going to pick this because he... He fit Shanahan's system so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was Mark Corkle Jones from Alabama, and mm-hmm. then it was uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then Trey Lance was, was the third. And, so and all the, big yeah. programs outside mm-hmm. of Lance, you know what I mean? These, yeah, I mean these are like freaking like national championship teams, you know? Exactly, exactly. They're always competing for for some sort of of bowl championship. Yeah, and Wilson from BI, BYU um, was also like apparently like a, a wonder kind in terms of like the draft so basically it's a qb heavy draft bro yeah <laughs> for sure i mean yeah it's like what those are those are five f- five qbs that that were predicted to go high in the draft yeah. so it was it was it was interesting to see and i think that's why the niners were like let's let's jump on this train um you know, jimmy his hasn't been able to stay healthy for the career that he's he's been in with with, with the niners and as much as he, he does pretty well when he's on the field, mm-hmm. when he's off the field, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're, that's why they're, they're like, you know, all chips in. Let's do this. Let, let's move to number three and let's get our, let's get our QB. Not that Jimmy hasn't been serviceable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, all. he got us to a Super Bowl, you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. But, like, I feel like, at least with the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, like, Jimmy only gives them, like, a certain level of, like, a ceiling in terms mm-hmm. of what he can do right and that's kind of built into the contract that they gave him they almost was like it's not really an opt-out but like they had a way out to Mm -hmm. getting him paid like i don't know if it's this year or after this year right or they could just cut him and kind of free up the money yep so that kind of already suggests that there wasn't like a full tilt commitment to him Mm -hmm. like they wanted to get him paid just because you know he was solid but at the same time (laughs) <laughs> you know, it must suck for Jimmy actually to know that. I mean, he, I mean whatever, man. He got paid. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But like, and, and look how good looking he is, man. He's a good yeah, looking yeah. guy. Like, he'll Jimmy's, land somewhere. <laughs> if yeah, Jimmy doesn't work out. Yeah, 
if he doesn't play football, he'll be doing something. <laughs> you know, you, you can do you can do t, you can do NFL Network and get paid that way. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> for sure, for sure. But but it, it's funny because I the the way I see it, JC is um, it it kind of well for the draft. I thought is this going to be like another uh, Alex Smith 2.0 where we could have gone with Aaron Rodgers, but we end up with Alex Smith, uh, which was, you know, going in, all the experts were saying and analysts, draft analysts were saying, we're going to get more Corkle, uh, Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. And it it got to the point where it's like, man, I think we're getting, we're going to get Mac Jones too. I, I don't want us to get him, Mm. but I, and specifically because I just thought he's going to be like an Alex Smith 2.0. Mm-hmm. Really, really smart, uh, really accurate. Um, they say he has a good long ball. He has all these attributes, but he's he's a statue. A game um, manager. And, and, and it's it's one of those where it's it's it, it kind of limits how far you can go. It, kind of what JC was alluding to with, with, with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy has a, a certain skill set, and it's gotten us to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I, I think that there are some things that Jimmy was lacking that didn't allow us to, to take home the Lombardi trophy. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, X factor. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, that's the thinking was really, do we need, do we want to trade up to number three to get more Corporal Jones when we probably could have just stayed and got him, got him there. Mm-hmm. That, that's what a lot of the, the thinking was. So if we're going to trade three draft picks, why get Mac Jones? Why, yeah. why didn't we just stay put where we were? Jack, you have no idea the Bay area coverage, like everybody's Man. heads were exploding coming really? into the draft. Because, yeah, I mean, you give up that much. Yeah. You're pretty much mortgaging your future, mm-hmm. right? And potentially to draft someone that you could have gotten at 12. Mm-hmm. That was the argument, right? Because yep. the other teams that were ahead of us mm-hmm. outside of 12, save for the possibility of other teams trading up, um, you know, didn't really necessarily need quarterbacks. Or there were other quality quarterbacks ahead of Jones in terms of, like, projections, mm-hmm. like Fields. Lance mm-hmm. and uh, Wilson or whatever, right? Lawrence, so they were mm-hmm. like, "Dude, why would we trade? If we're gonna get Jones anyway, why would we trade our future? Like three, like, dude, that's yeah. like, that's literally mortgaging your future. You're giving up so much shit just for for Mac Jones. So like, the media, the fans, dude, it felt crazy, dude. Like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna I be riots, the Jack. Last time. Yeah, <laughs> there would have been riots if Mac Jones was picked. <laughs> so what was- that's how bad it was. So what was the reality? Was like Mac Jones honestly a smokescreen or did you think it was actually something that was the Niners were considering? Because at the end of the day, they obviously didn't pick Mac Jones. They went with Trey Lance. So I don't know. Like, And I, I had read reports actually that the NFL was trying to get the Niners to hold off on releasing information about what they're, who they're going to pick because they liked the drama that was going into the draft. It created a lot of headlines. So I don't know the reality. Obviously, you know, it's entertainment and... You know, there's a lot of things going on in a draft where, obviously, as a team, you need you want to withhold as much information so you can just see how it plays out um, because you never know. Players drop based on misinformation, but yeah, just go as as two obviously hardcore fans. Like, what was the re- real reality at the end of the day? Do you think this was all a ploy that Trey Lance was always the prospect, or like as as um, Charles was saying earlier? Once it was after the pro day, maybe they just the scouting caught up and they're just they saw him in person. You know, going through the interview process, that Trey Lance was just the guy. Charles, all you, man. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. There, there was so much con- for me. There was there was so much conspiracy theory that that was that was going on. Um, so so uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's best friend is Chris Sims, right? He's mm-hmm. he's a Phil Sims son, 
He, he, he also played quarterback for a little bit. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's very uh, a- analytical and he, he studies a lot of the film and, and just studies all these players and so forth. And when he, he said that he thought Mac Jones would be the perfect fit for, for Shanahan, I think that's kind of what started everything, especially because he has some sort of, he has a connection with, mm. with, uh, with, Mike, with, with, uh, with Shanahan. And so uh, I think that's where everyone started thinking like, yeah, no, I, I could see that. And mm. plus Shanahan's history has been to, to go with, with QBs that um, know the game. They're not runners. Mm. They're not, not athletic except, except for, except for uh, RG3. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else has been um, been more more statuesque and and, and pocket passer uh, heavy, and so everyone thought that's that's who they're gonna go with, and that that's what Mac that fit Mac Jones to a T. Oh. He's 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 a good game manager. He's a good uh, pocket passer. Uh, he's he's probably one of the best uh, among all all those five that we mentioned. He he might be one of the best pocket passers, but um, eluding defensive players that's that's one thing that, that he couldn't. He doesn't do very very well, mm. um, but in, in terms of what I what I thought, I mean, I I, I thought that I, I was buying into what everyone was saying. Everyone was saying that uh, he moved up, Coach Shanahan moved up, and John Lynch moved up so they can get Mac Jones because that's that's who they had in mind. Mm. And and I think it was just more fit, and he's ready he's ready to go from day one, uh, and and I think that was the big reason why. But um, after the draft took place and they did get Trey Lance. Uh, stories came out that uh, and Shanahan said you were my guy all along. Ooh, I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I think the stories. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, but I, I mean, I'm of course, of course, see. they're gonna say that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just exactly. selected him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. What's your take, JC? Yeah, I think like at least c- before all the feedback of, of what has happened after the draft, like. Like everybody was saying that Mac Jones was the guy because he was pro ready. He was pro ready. He's you know he he was in a team that essentially was you know like you know featured like a lot of pro prospects. So you can kind of envision him. He's almost like the sure thing. And for a team like the Niners, which you know which we'd like to think that we're pretty close. We were in the Super Bowl not too long ago. Mm-hmm. You know you kind of want to find like um you know uh an addition that would kind of just put you over the top, which was made, which was so, which made the Mac Jones kind of narrative so controversial. Cause mm. no, no one believed that he would be much better than Jimmy. Like not that they're a carbon copy. He's like obviously younger and he would be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the upside was kind of similar to what Jimmy can do. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And Charles kind of broke down Mac Jones' game already. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people were like, dude, like, why not just keep Jimmy and, like, why mortgage the future? But in hindsight, exactly. seeing what they did with Lance, it kind of makes you wonder what their plan was. But I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. I actually thought, like, there were thought there were, there was um, some talk out there where they had intel that maybe... Uh, the Jets were going uh, away from like Zach Wilson for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right? Mm-hmm. And then Wilson might be available at three or something like that, right? Yep. So, like, who knows what the possibility uh, uh, po- possibilities were? But I think the biggest thing that happened after the fact was what Kyle Sh- Shanahan said that they were in on Lance the whole way. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they're going to say that, but you know, it seems like uh, you know. Kyle wants to add that X factor, mm-hmm. which makes sense if you go 
and and mortgage your future in in many ways right you want to put you want to get someone that's really going to put you over the top not just get you to that third quarter have that quarterback that can elude that pass rush and actually make that game winning play and you know seems like lance has the potential to do that and you know there are no revolts in the bay area when they made that choice because if it was mac jones dude so people were rejoicing mostly with this pick, oh, yeah. I, I know. I mean, I was I was talking yes. to you, JC, a little bit, and you're you know leading up to the actual pick, and you were definitely pulling for the Trey Lance pick. But what about Trey Lance gets the Niner fans contingency excited, Charles? I think for me, it's um, it, it's it's kind of like the uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, aspect of it, where he just adds another dimension. Mm. Uh, you know, if, 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 I was going back to the comparison with Alex Smith versus Colin Kaepernick, and mm-hmm. it, it's somewhat similar to, to this situation or this scenario now with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, where he has a certain ceiling where um, he, he, he knows the offense and, and he, he plays it well enough, um, but there's, there's just a missing dimension that other teams, even within just the NFC West alone, have. You have, you have uh, uh, Russell in Seattle, Kyler, Kyler Murray in, in Arizona. Those guys, those guys have a, a, a dual threat. They can they can throw the ball, but they can also move with their feet and, and, and get get first downs either way. So it's kind of playing 11, 11 on eleven football. When you have Jimmy, it's it's eleven on ten because Jimmy just doesn't have that athleticism mm. um, or, or or the arm for that matter too. Uh, with with Trey Lance, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have an arm, a stronger arm, mm-hmm. and you're also gonna have his ability to run. Plus, yeah. he's a he's a bigger guy too, so he's a little bit harder to to take down as well. So that's another added plus as as well. So I mean, the the sky's the limit. Uh, mm. The thing I like about Trey is that uh, Shanahan, Coach Shanahan, can go in and, and mold him like a piece of clay, his own piece of clay, uh, to where he can make him to become the the QB that he wants. Where uh, what he keeps saying is that he wants someone that's going to stay in the pocket for the most part uh, and make the right decisions, hit the right guys at the right time, but at the same time have that ability to extend plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not about running. It's more about just being able to extend the play and get it to, to the right guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that he's that's what he's going to be able to do. And, and I think that's why it works out well keeping Jimmy because mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of trade talk about that too and trying to move him. But um, with him still being at the helm, Lance can sit and, and learn from Jimmy and also be, uh, be be trained and coached up to the point where when he is ready to go, um, he'll he'll be in a be- much better position than he would have been if he's just given the keys right away. I don't know how it's going to be like with, for Wilson and, and for for Lawrence because they don't have many pieces around them. Mm. But the, the situation that, that Trey's in, uh, once he is ready to go, he's going to have a lot of weapons to work with. So it's going to be fun, man. That's, that's why I'm geeked up and I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, nice. let me ask you, JC. Obviously, um, Charles has talked about a lot of the, the pros for Trey Lance as a prospect. Do you have any idea what the negatives are? The negatives are he's young mm. and he's inexperienced, bro. Mm. So, like, Trey Lance didn't play in a program like Alabama or, like, Clemson. Mm. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was like I, North Dakota State or something. like. It's not even North Dakota. It's, like, North Dakota State. Like, it's, yeah. like, a low-level, you know, like, whatever team Mm -hmm. and he uh i don't even think they played like a full season during like covid Mm -hmm. so he's 
he's really inexperienced and hasn't played top flight competition, mm. which brings up a red flag, man. Because like, how can you really scout someone uh, if they really have like James Wiseman looked like he was <laughs> killing everybody, you know, when he was playing against high school players, yeah. right? So everybody's gonna look like a superstar if you're playing against lesser competition. Trey Lance never lost a game that mm. he started, mm-hmm. but the teams that he was playing against really wasn't like the level of competition that Trevor Lawrence, even Mac Jones had played against. Mm-hmm. So that's the a big, 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 big con mm. for, for Lance. Uh, and he's young, dude. Like yeah. what? He's what? 20 years old. He's like, 20, yeah. He just, I mean, 20 years old doesn't, hasn't had that many snaps. There's just a lot of, there's a huge risk that you take mm. with regards to that. Uh, a lot of the different teams were, I mean, a lot of the different, uh, Fans were actually kind of wanted someone like uh, Justin Fields over mm-hmm. over Lance just because he kind of brings a similar package mm-hmm. um, in terms of like you know escapability, mobility, right? Mm-hmm. But he played at Ohio State, which is pretty much like a big big program, so he's kind of quote unquote more pro ready, right? Mm-hmm. Even Mac Jones, there's an argument that Mac Jones was like more pro ready than Trey Lance, but um, I don't know, man. I think that's some of the concern that's built in there and i think it's real man because you never i mean you're taking a huge gamble bro mm, <laughs> if you're against sure. someone who does that but but just to kind of flip the script because i do want to talk about something that uh in addition to the points that charles has, has made mm-hmm. one good thing about lance outside of the inexperience is if you just look at the interviews and the way that he kind of comports himself there's something very regal about it mm. it's something like very composed for such a young guy dude Mm -hmm. and a lot of the reports are saying that this guy is super high character Mm -hmm. and he's the type of guy that's like first in in the morning last out at you know at the end of practice Mm -hmm. kind of guy um and if you're going to take a risk on someone you really want to have that component in there just so that you could mold him, right? Mm. Just because that was some of the red flags with someone like Justin Fields, who did well. He might actually be the second-best prospect in the QBs in this draft, um, and he has won at the high level. But some people were kind of thinking he's kind of a little bit Anthony Edwards, diva-ish, kind of, mm. you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you uh, relying more on talent, mm. and that's what's gotten me excited outside of the other... Um, other things about Lance is the intangibles, bro. Like this guy, this kid just seems, you know what I mean? There's something about like Russell Wilson. There's something about like those those types of players that you know, like Kobe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to put that pressure on him, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Kobe was a 19 year old. The Lakers took a huge risk with him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But you know, Kobe was like maniacal with his work ethic, and you want that with the risk that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Let me ask this, Charles, uh, since for me to understand a prospect, it's nice to have a comp. Like, what are the comps for Trey Lance? They say he's he's kind of like a, a he's kind of like a Josh Allen. Ooh, uh, that's a, less ooh, less ooh, less arm, though, le- less okay. arm, uh, not not as strong uh, okay. of an arm, but he, he still has a rocket of an arm. Mm. Uh, so that, that's that's what I've heard. He, and uh, along with what JC was saying, too, he, he is a high IQ player. I mean, mm. He, he, so he, he opted out, or he didn't opt out, but Notre Dame, the, the program, and, and the FCS, I think, that, that's where he played, they decided not to play during COVID. And then when they, they finally allowed for it to happen, 
uh, he played one game, and then after that, he decided uh, to just focus on the NFL draft. So what he did during that time was he got as many uh, pro uh, pro uh, pro programs and and and, um, and what I mean by that, not programs, is uh, pro uh, packages and just oh, learning and, mm. and playbooks. Playbooks. That's what I meant to say. He did his homework. Basically, he, he, did, he did a lot of homework during oh. that time, and I think he's worked with pro coaches as well during that time to help him hone some of the skills that he's going to need for for going in into the pros. Um, I mean, I, th- I think that's something that's just to me that 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 shows that he wants to do his homework. Um, he was thinking that it, it might not be best for him to to play further and to just kind of focus uh, on 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 the IQ perspective of it or understanding routes and 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 how how uh, defenses look and so forth. So uh, I, I thought that was interesting as well. So the the IQ aspect uh, uh, alongside of the work ethic, kind of uh, a la um, Peyton Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. kind of along <laughs> the lines of that too. Maybe not that level, but I mean. It shows signs of that cerebralness to want to understand and study from that regard. I got other mm-hmm. comps that I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard, man, I'm putting a lot of pressure yeah, on Yeah, that's a lot bro. of pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, John Elway. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Donovan McNabb. So the John Elway comparison is interesting because Mike Shanahan coached the Broncos when John Elway was playing with the Broncos and won John Elway and Terrell Davis, that squad in late 90s, won a mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, so, and Shanahan was part of the scouting. Mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan was part of Kyle Shanahan's kind of scouting informal thing mm-hmm. with, with Lance. So it's, again, there's, you know, there's this arm. And John Elway has the magical arm, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying is there's, but added with that mobility, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that dual threat quarterback. So Cap Cap had the arm, mm-hmm. but Cap was more of an athlete and a runner, right? So it's kind of hard to make that comparison. So I would say that's what I've heard, John Elway, which is lofty. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of expectations, that's, man. That's, that's yeah. crazy. No, but, but well, just to add on, the, the running aspect of it, um, Kaepernick was more of a, a long stride runner, so he's straight speed. Mm. Whereas mm. a lot of the other, the Kyle Murrays and the Russell Wilsons are more uh, elusive mm-hmm. and, and speedy. And they're saying that's more of what Trey Lance is. Mm. He's 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 very elusive, um, and then he then he does have speed, but he's he's elusive, uh, opposed to straight line, long legged Colin Kaepernick speed. I see. It's like yeah. a. LeBron versus James Harden. I don't know what's that. The, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, James Harden's kind of, he's kind of just slippery. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess LeBron is too, but, like, I don't know who's a player that just kind of, just pout, like Russell Westbrook, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Who just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. goes, goes straight to the rim. Yeah. So he's more on that James Harden, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, just kind of, mm. yeah, elusive. I like that. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up this part of the the talk of the Niners, which is Trey Lance, I kind of want to ask Charles first, and then you can you can follow behind JC. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations then of how the season's going to play out with Trey Lance? I mean, obviously he's the quarterback of the future, but you got Jimmy G there, which as Charles was saying earlier, like hopefully he can tutor and really train up Trey Lance into like the system and understanding the the pro game. But look, it's it's awkward for Jimmy G. There's no doubt about yeah. that. It's going to be, he's going to have to be really professional. If he doesn't get traded, if he, if it is as it stands now and he's going to be the placeholder, 
it's not easy for any professional. And we all know QBs have huge egos. That's for them to be successful. They have to have huge egos and to know that these guys right behind them, like how do you expect the season to play out? Like, do you expect Trey Lance to be starting at some point or is this whole year just going to be, you know, kind of like a, a, a redshirt year for him to be on the bench and just see how, how, how everything plays out. I think I ideally would, would I mean I, I think what we yeah, for me ideal would be to see him him ride the bench mm. and then uh, and then Jimmy G prove that this is why I'm the starter mm. and then you know hopefully take us take us far deep into the playoffs if not Super Bowl yeah. um, that'd be ideal because then he Jimmy G is selling himself as hey man this is what I'm doing with this team you know, who wants me if, if I'm not going to be here for the Niners? This is what I can do for your team. Mm-hmm. So he's essentially selling him selling himself as well. So that'd be a good problem to have for us if, if that's the case. Um, but then, you know, when I, when I listen to, to some, some um, local radio guys, they're saying that they want to see Lance have some reps. Mm-hmm. And what I heard uh, stories of was um, way back when, when it was Montana and Steve Young, Montana would drive the field and, and get the team close to the, the, the 20 yard in, into the red zone. And then he put Steve Young in that uh, coach. Uh, our, our coach at the time would, would put uh, Steve Young in mm. and then he'd have him run the offense from then on. Mm. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if early on uh, Lance is sitting and Jimmy G's playing and then he's, uh, Lance is just learning. And then later on in, in, the, in the season, uh, he gets, uh, Lance gets a little more reps Mm. Um, and, and it slowly, it slowly kind of brings him in, opposed to the here, James Wiseman. I'm going to throw you into the starting yeah. lineup kind of thing, and okay, we're going to pull you back, and then we're going to start you again. Yeah. Um, I think we're more fortunate enough where we're 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 deep enough to have have Jimmy G start and kind of show him the ropes and get him acclimated um, slower. Um, but I think in, in time throughout the season, um, if Lance gets more reps, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, hopefully, it's someone where we might be blowing a team out, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, hey Trey. Get in there so you can learn the speed of the game because I know that's one of the things that they're gonna want him to do, mm-hmm. and it might be one where they build a package mm-hmm. for him to 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 just um, just do a handoff mm-hmm. or do do simple things and then um, maybe maybe simple throws and, and and build from from that point on. Mm. What do you think, JC? What's your yeah. expectations? I mean, my expectation was we were gonna trade Jimmy G, mm. get Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> get Aaron Rodgers for two years. And then we have Trey Lance for the next ten years. That was my situation, <laughs> bro. That was our, that was our next that. segment. <laughs> I wouldn't there mind was, that. There was chatter of that, yeah. bro. There was chatter of that. But um, you know, I I don't think it's gonna happen to mm-hmm. be honest. But uh, I do think Jimmy's gonna be the incumbent. He's gonna he's gonna have the snaps. I mean, Trey Lance. The reality is he hasn't had a lot of experience, mm-hmm. and the redshirt year would ven- benefit him greatly. Even even Patrick Mahomes didn't start right away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is the face of the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to pull a James Wiseman. And I do feel like this whole season, it would be beneficial just for Lance just to, 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 to learn from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. What was interesting is when Lance got drafted the first, the first player to actually hit Lance up was Jimmy G. Oh. Which is really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And the GM said that uh, John Lynch was like, he was he said it was really refreshing to know that. And it's just a testament to the culture that the team has, has built. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's helped that Jimmy was a backup to Tom Brady. So Jimmy's been on that other side of the fence, mm-hmm. right? 
So even though Jimmy's kind of like the starter right now, he knows the role and the importance of being in that second part. So I do feel like there really isn't going to be much conflict. Mm -hmm. Jimmy's getting paid plenty, and he seems like he's a high-character guy Mm -hmm. in the first place. So I want to give him an opportunity to... to, um, to essentially prove his worth and and audition for other teams because eventually it's going to be Lance's team. Mm-hmm. I mean, bar none, that's going to happen. And Jimmy's got it in his chances here, and let's just give him a you know a chance to kind of get out on his own terms. Um, I do think that Lance will be there. Like, I think Charles mentioned this, like on some packages. Mm-hmm. You know how New Orleans was doing Taysom Hill with Drew Brees. You can kind of see something similar, right? Mm-hmm. Where there are certain packages where they can kind of. I mean. Shanahan's a mad scientist, man. He'll mm-hmm. figure out a way to get some steps for, for mm-hmm. Lance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I feel better with Lance as a backup right now than I do with Beathard. <laughs> fucking, yeah, fucking, Mullins, uh, I already forgot his Mullins, name, man. Uh, Mullins. Mullins. All due respect. I love those guys, mm-hmm. but jeez. It was yeah. a shit show when Jimmy yes, was, was out last year. But you know what I mean? They were throwing picks like crazy. So... I think I, I don't know, man. It's exciting. It's exciting yeah. to talk about. Like, I mean, QB. That's like the most important oh, yeah. freaking role in professional sports. You know what I mean? And like to get that that in your team, dude. Mm-hmm. That this is why we're dedicating a pod for this. It's yeah. like it's exciting. Let, let's um. Let you since you mentioned it, we we ha- we can't talk about the nfl without mentioning aaron Rodgers. all right look mm-hmm. there was a possible i don't even know if possibility is the right word but there was smoke and obviously the niners even admitted that they had made a call into the green bay packers to check in on the availability of rogers and i'm sure they're not the only team because as you can see not shortly after i think rogers had he wanted to get traded to the niners he had i think three teams on his list broncos raiders and niners i believe and yeah, yeah. He wanted to get traded, and I think when they decided not to trade him, he was pissed. So he decided to have his agent or the people around him release the information out to the public to be like, look, I don't like it here anymore. And <laughs> essentially trying to force the Packers' hand. So Try to do an AD. Yeah, for you guys, hearing that news, and that's, <laughs> it took a lot of us by surprise, I think. you know, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, how did you, yeah, how did you guys feel and about even the prospect of it? And I, I know JC said, it's, I mean, honestly, it's probably not going to happen at this point to the Niners anyways. But you never know. I mean, it all depends on what, how Rodgers is going to force his the Packers' hand at this point. So, ha, Charles. yeah, Charles, what were yeah, you thinking? Yeah, it, it, it does feel like a, a like an eighty situation, mm-hmm. or even even uh, uh, a Watson mm-hmm. uh, situation before it got before it got crazy. But um, yeah, man, I, when, when I heard when I heard that news, though, I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like, that'd be amazing. Like, I I I would have. I would have traded the whole team, man, to get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Like, no way, we can get Aaron Rodgers. The Niners, that'd be amazing. Like, we, um, it, it would be a, a gosh, I forget what draft he was in with him and Alex Smith, but um, four or something. Oh, yeah, five. something five, like that. Five, yeah, five, yeah, five. exactly. I think it's five. And it's like, oh man, we're correcting a a mistake that was made long, long time ago. Yeah. Having Aaron Rodgers, but man, yeah, I I would have. I would have given my left kidney for, for to have him on this team, man. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, it was a lot of highs that day, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even say there was a low because, I mean, the low would have been if we got Mac Jones. We had the discussion <laughs> of, of let, let, let's get Aaron Rodgers. Okay, no. Okay, that's all right. Okay, yeah. we're gonna get Mac Jones now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it was a lot of highs that day, and then uh, when they called out the number three, uh, and we got Trey Lance, I'm like, oh my god, okay, this is this is awesome. I, I'll I'll take this too. That that's totally fine if we if we can't get Aaron. So I was stoked. I thought mm-hmm. that would be awesome if we could get him. You you know Aaron Rodgers is a NorCal guy. I know, dude. Up in Chico, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He went to UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. So that I would have been in heaven. <laughs> If oh. Dude, he's. I, I mean, if LeBron made himself available, which team wouldn't want him yeah. on his on mm-hmm. their squad, dude? Mm-hmm. He was the MVP of the league last year, mm-hmm. dude. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is a super like if it's like when Peyton Manning was made available by the Colts, man. You any chance you have opportunity to make that happen, mm-hmm. you go for it because that I mean he's gonna, you know, with the talent that he had in Green Bay, and he had some talent, like you know, he made them threats and. He would put the Niners off the. Oh yeah, we would be Super Bowl favorites. Oh yeah, easy easy money right there. You know what I mean? If he came through, um, but I don't know, man. It's just like Green Bay. Is this like the whole Kobe wanting out of the Lakers for a little bit? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, Green Bay. There's no incentive unless Aaron Rodgers really forces his way out there and he has a select number of teams, like. Green Bay's not gonna get the same value, dude. No, nope. someone's just gonna bend him over and just take Aaron Rodgers from them, just because he doesn't want to play there. So, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. I'll tell you this: Aaron Rodgers will go to a team that contends, which is surprising that he would want to go to Oakland. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone wants to go to or, Oakland. Yeah, Even Vegas. Well, it's so Vegas now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. Right? Maybe that's why. I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know, man. That would have been so freaking exciting if that happened, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. I would give him Trey Lance. Actually, yep. he was on the package. I think he number was three in the package. Was, number yeah. three was on the table. Wow. Yep. Green Bay might have fucked it up. Wow. Green Bay turned that down, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Yep. Wow. I said no. Because maybe it was too early. Hmm. Like they couldn't really evaluate the situation, and they were just like, uh, yeah, "No, we're not we gonna pick? do it." Who would we pick at number three? Yeah, but yeah. if it drags on, dude, like you never know what could happen. I would send him Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. I, I feel like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's it's playing out like the James Harden situation where I think the Rockets weren't ready to chain, trade James and they kept waiting and look at what the package they got. It was horrible because oh. your leverage just decreases by the day. Yep. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows you want to get rid of the guy or you're trying to get trying to trade the guy. And especially if he's continued to be disgruntled and, and threatening not to show up to mm-hmm. camp and sitting up. I, I read an article that he's like supposedly willing to retire. I mean, obviously, this is all like stuff he's putting out there to, to threaten the Packers. I don't think he wants to retire. Uh, but that's a crazy how bad that situation has gone, man. Mm, um, absolutely. I mean, when you're Aaron Rodgers status and then they draft a, a quarterback, you know, instead of an offensive weapon, when you are in a championship window... You're gonna be pissed, yeah. dude. I mean, it's it's not, he's not a Jimmy G. You know, this guy's gonna go into the Hall of Fame easy, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. like yeah, he. W- I don't think he was texting Jalen Hurts like not Jalen Hurts. Um, texting um wait um who am I talking about? Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Sorry, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the reason why I thought Jalen Hurts was because I was I was actually comparing the Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts situation to yes. potentially a Jimmy G and Trey Lance situation mm, if. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that, that's what I was thinking then. But yeah, anyways, um, Aaron, that didn't work well for Wentz. No, dude, it didn't. No, uh, and he's from North Dakota State too. That's a funny thing. Oh, interesting. Interesting. There's yeah, all interesting. these weird connections, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. But but let's go. Let's go to the rest of the draft and um, let's talk to Charles about it. So how did the, I mean? As JC said earlier, a lot of times these drafts are not just one in the first round. I mean, the NFL draft is deep, so you can draft a lot of depth. At the later rounds, yeah. So, how did you feel like the Niners' draft outside of the first round has went afterwards? I it, so as as it started going, the, in the second round, we we got a, a offensive 
lineman, a, 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 I'm not sure if it was a guard or a tackle. Guard, um, Aaron Banks, guard. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I was I was okay with it because we have so much depth. Um, so I was okay with whatever route that we took, just as long as we get we get some some uh, some guys that, that that can just play. Uh, and so I was okay with that pick. Uh, but then as the, as the as it prog- as the draft progressed, I thought we were gonna go um, with with some some corners probably earlier in the draft. Uh, we we got them much later, and surprisingly, we got a lot of running backs. Um, usually, we don't we don't draft too many running backs, but but we went into the third round and and we went and and moved up. So we traded two fourth round picks to get uh, a running back from from Ohio State, mm-hmm. Justin Fields' uh, teammate. So I, I I thought it was I thought it was interesting that we we went that route. Um, but I, I, overall, I kind of like what we did in terms of getting um, getting some offensive linemen, uh, getting some some running backs, uh, because I, I think that's just the direction that Kyle Shanahan wants to go. He he wants to be still known as a running team first, mm-hmm. uh, and then have that. Than, than be able to play off the play action because of the because of the successful runs, um, so, so I can see that's why he's continuing to, to build from that regard. Um, it is interesting though that from a defensive standpoint, I thought we would have got more cornerbacks because uh, the guys that we have just because of our injury history and how much injuries we had last year, I, I and I know it's it's um, we're not as deep in those areas. Uh, talking about the defensive back and cornerback, mm. we, we did we did get some. Um, we got, we got, I think one cornerback or maybe two, and then uh, I think we got a safety as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that th- that that was that was good too. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of them, they're coming from like Oregon or uh, Pacific Northwest, and some of them have ties to, uh, to to Sherman, to Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. and so it, it's interesting to me because. If if there was another chance for us to reunite again, I, I'd be I'd be super happy about that. Yeah. Just because I think he's a great leader, mm. he's just a great teammate, super smart guy, and I, I I think he's just he's just he'd just be a great value add for our team, just from a number of of perspectives, not just his play. Mm. Any thoughts, JC? Yeah, I like the I like the the later round picks. I think they plugged. A few of the holes, I, I, Charles made a good point in terms of that it was more offense heavy, which is really interesting mm-hmm. because we do have some holes, particularly in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we did pick up a cornerback from Oregon and a, yep. a safety from USC who actually works with Troy Palomalu, some uh, uh, Tongan dude. Uh, I think the value wasn't there, at least based on what I'm reading. I didn't do enough homework mm-hmm. for like you know rankings and whatnot. But in terms of like position fits, mm-hmm. I do feel like they plugged in some holes. Um, I do feel like they're going to try to address. Like the Niners have been really aggressive with getting like defensive line help, like the past couple drafts. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird for not for them to not work on the defensive line of the trenches for this draft because I didn't see it like dude they drafted Solomon Thomas Bosa like all of these defense mm. defensive line players and they didn't touch that so it was weird mm. uh, but it seems like they have a good sort of uh, like a base already with those so the running backs was kind of surprising for sure, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. but offensive you can't have enough on offensive line to be honest so I don't know maybe they, they have a plan maybe they have like a, a, a plan with like free agency Bottom line, dude, they had to trade some of these picks that they have just mm. because they don't have a lot of roster space. Mm. There's exactly. like six spots anyway, so you got to just be able to kind of get cheap, you know, 
high risk talent just to see how they do. So we'll see what happens. Just to add it, it's interesting because usually we, we draft some gems after the draft is over. So the, the undrafted free agents mm-hmm. that, that we get from, from college, like we, we picked up a, a receiver because we in the past few years, I think I forget how many years straight we've picked a wide receiver. We didn't pick one this, mm. this, uh, this year, but we did pick up Sammy Watkins Jr. who uh, mm. I don't know too much about him, but from what I've heard from other analysts, they say he's, he's a really, he's actually a, a gem or diamond in the rough. Mm, uh, he's yeah. actually pretty good. So I, it, I'll, I'll be interested to see. I, it, he, I think he might be a, a teammate of Brandon Ayuk's actually. Mm. Yeah. From, interesting. interesting. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, Excited, we, though, we man, do all of sure. this talk and mm. injuries yeah. would determine the season, honestly. Mm-hmm. So true. Before, it's just, so I, I, I do think that's why the depth matters, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I think this kind of comes into play. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to see that the Niners are just really aggressive. I think last year... I mean, I saw. I was talking to JC the whole year last year. I mean, it was really depressing. Um, that I think it just, yeah, they they realized that there's this window and they want to start building to be, yeah, either compete this year with Jimmy G, but also leverage whatever assets they have to get the next guy because Jimmy G's not the guy. You know, he can yeah. he can be the placeholder, but if he if he's just a placeholder and you guys realize that then yeah you got to find the next guy you know and you guys did it this year which is incredible incredible to look forward to that because it's a quarterback league man it's just just how it is like all the rules are geared for protecting the quarterback so this is the perfect time to get to get the next guy and and start training him up and that's the exciting part about being a niner fan now um what 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 do you guys expect in free free agency before we end you know this this episode Secondary, yep. definitely more. I, yep. I just feel like they just need to address that. I, I mean, it's not a lot of holes in the roster, meaning that we got solid players, but it's just secondary and just depth in general. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's secondary, and, and they keep talking about us needing a slot receiver, and and so I, I I'm looking at for that as well. We'll see if we get someone that can that can take that that mm-hmm. roster spot too. Mm-hmm. We have so many guys, though. It's like we're going to have to make a lot of cuts. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how, how that works. Dude, too bad. Um, what's that show called? Oh, my gosh. I think the alcohol is hitting me. Um, uh, what's the reality? <laughs> hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, yeah. Do you know what, what, what team they're doing for Hard Knocks this, this season? Be cool if they did the yeah. Niners? <laughs> I don't think oh, they yeah. are. I, 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 don't, I, I think Shanahan would be, Shanahan would be annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to do it, man. You saw with all this draft stuff, dude. They were very secretive about what was happening. Yeah. I don't think Shanahan wants those cameras in there. Mm. He's, I, I, if, yeah, like it's. I don't think it's gonna happen, bro. It would be interesting, but I don't think it's gonna mm. happen. <laughs> you know, no one knew who the pick was. Trey Lance didn't know didn't know until like when he was called. No one, no other staff members knew until like a few hours, if not even like, you know, minutes before they made the pick. It's crazy, man. I'll tell you what. That's for a sure. that's a good uh, front office run. Front office if they can keep things uh, that tight tight lipped yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wow. For it's sure. that or, or they they were throwing smoke screens all day. Mm. <laughs> to, well, to get Kyle people was, What Kyle was saying is just like I'm not gonna say anything if other people are talking about it. He's <laughs> just like let it ride, man. Mm. It, exactly. They don't have to do the work. That's basically what's happening. Oh, yeah, exactly. I I think he there a lot of people were saying uh, he was. He was happy that they were getting a lot of attention uh, with Mac Jones because mm. he's like, oh, that's perfect then because that's, that's not the direction I'm going to go. Mm. Mm. 
Well, so top five real quick mm-hmm. uh, for Hard Knocks is the Broncos, Cardinals, Cowboys, Giants, and Panthers mm. for this upcoming season. So I want to see Cowboys. Jerry Jones always makes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's, it seems like a cluster, man. So that's <laughs> be interesting to see. Especially sure. you know if they're focusing on a Dak comeback too, that'd be kind of cool to see um, yeah. how he comes back. I mean, it's hard not to pull for Dak Prescott to be honest. For sure. Yeah. True. Yeah. So at the end, let's end this with this. What what grade would you give? the Niners for this draft. I think it's it's appropriate to go with the grade before we end this spirited episode. Go ahead, Charles. I, I'm, I, I think because it's still, it's still early to say, mm. um, I, I, I'm going to give them a B. Mm. Uh, just, just because I, 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 I probably would have given, given them like a... If we got, if we got Mac, uh, McCorkle Jones, then I probably would have given us a D. Mm. But um, because we're kind of... I, I don't know what... It's gonna what's gonna happen with Trey Lance? I, I, I like the potential mm-hmm. and I like his skill set. Um, and then along with the other guys, I, I I think it's it's a pretty good draft, but I, I can't give it an A just because I, I, I don't I don't know yet. So I'm gonna go with a B. Mm. How about you, JC? Trey area, <laughs> dude. Yes, sir. Coined it. In true, <laughs> in true, in true Homer fashion, I'm gonna give it an A. Yeah. Just because, you know. At draft grades are hard, yeah. dude. Just because it's like, dude, you don't know what's gonna pan out. But just from just from uh, a perspective of fans being excited mm-hmm. and pumped, seeing what the team is gonna look like, I'm gonna just give it an A <laughs> for a pod purpose. I'm excited. Yeah. Wish I had I you as, as a teacher, JC. What's up? I wish I had you as a teacher. <laughs> Would have got better grades. Trust, trust me, man. It's <laughs> the only time that I'm optimistic is for this right now. Right before know, the right? season starts, because once the games are actually being played, Jack knows, oh, man. man. I'm like all doom and gloom. Yeah. So take it when you can get it, man. A plus. Awesome. A plus plus plus. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for educating me on the Niners and uh, sitting with me through my alcohol induced recovery for today. You guys carried the show. All this, dude, Charles, our resident Niner expert. You killed it, bro. You killed it. Thank you for coming on and and like sharing us your knowledge, man, and your uh, yeah, your insights. Uh, th- thanks for having me, guys. I, I always enjoy uh, coming on the show and just you know chatting it up with you guys. <laughs> and as usual, JC, man, I'm glad you weren't doom and gloom. That there's some hope on the horizon, at least right now. <laughs> was, let's bro. cherish this, dude. We got let's it on cher- tape, yeah, man. Let's you, cherish this episode. We got it on tape, man. <laughs> you nice. Make this an yeah. NFT, guys. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, yeah we should. There you go. There you Audio go. JC and, being optimistic. That's a rare that's a rare occurrence for sure. So log on to Must Ball be the blind Life pig. and start start your bids. <laughs> it's the blind pig, man. I'm I'm finishing my, my pint, so so yeah. I'm loose. <laughs> so with that said, you know you can finish up your beer <laughs> and call it a night. Have a good night's rest. We appreciate any all of you guys for listening. You can follow our socials as we will link them in the description below. And again, thank you, Charles. Have a great night, guys. Peace. Cheers. Peace.